Hello, welcome, and thanks for listening to Crimes of the Basque Lands. Um, just a note, uh, some of these first episodes were pre-recorded, so if we're talking about things that are about days long, long ago, <laughs> or at least months ago, just keep that in mind. Um, for now, we'll be doing a bi-weekly release at the beginning and the middle of the month, and we're aiming eventually to go for weekly releases. A quick content warning, this podcast details crimes and descriptions of violence that may be disturbing or triggering. It may not be suitable for all listeners. We'll do our best to warn listeners about what to expect before each episode and to include them in our show notes. So enjoy the show. Thank you. What's your back? What's your back? And a chance is gonna get you what you back. What's your back? A chance is gonna get you what you back. What's your back? There's a chance is gonna get you what you back. It's a coming from me. Just a steady Hello there, Julie. Hi, Douglas. How are you? We're good. We're good. Welcome, everybody, to Crimes of the Basque Lands. <laughs> yes, that. welcome. Um, this week, we're going to do a mini episode. Um, so... We're going to talk about some short stories. Yeah, some short crimes. Hmm. Brief crimes. Yeah. That we found um, for mostly like month of September, right? Or at the time of the recording. We're recording in September. No, it's October 20, now. 2022. Yes. Well, after September. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't this matter. This episode <laughs> brings you some new crimes. Yes. <laughs> um, and we are, well, I guess, can we have a chat? Yeah. How are you doing, babes? How was your good. week? Um, It's good. I've... Any personal crimes? <laughs> None so far. Not this week. I didn't I think escaped. about mine, but I don't think so either. Not personally. No. Everybody was very nice at work this week. <laughs> I, I'm a doorman, in case people aren't aware. So sometimes we have little... Mini crimes. Mini crimes. Yes. But very rude crimes. Yeah. I must say. Silly things. Yeah. But this week, everybody was lovely. And we had a... I'm only working one night this this month so it'll be easier mm -hmm, that's nice mm -hmm. less crimes. good for you good for yeah, you yeah yeah less crimes yeah you'll be dealing with less crimes as your time yeah at the bar goes by maybe this is appropriate this week i heard um a, a podcast and it was quite it was on wire.com which some people might know they mm -hmm. have a podcast and they're talking about a study about exactly what we're doing real crime uh-huh and they were talking about the possibility of people being re-traumatized by it and all these issues. Yes. So I thought, oh, it'd be nice to just mention it here, right? So they basically kind of came out and said, oh, like if you've if the crime is similar to something you've lived through, then maybe skip it's it. It's a trigger. Yeah. yeah, it could be a trigger. So it would be nice for you to avoid it. And then the other one was if well, if it's if it's a case that you know. It's you know if it's something oh your something family, close to home yeah yeah that that's again reliving right so I just yeah. wanted everybody to keep that in mind for future episodes of course always when you read or mm. listen to anything true crime and there was oh the other comment was quite interesting was like oh maybe you have an impression that there's more crime than there actually is where you are mm -hmm. 
um, or even where you where you aren't, right? You might live in the safest country in the world, but if you're always always reading about crime, you might be nervous about it. So <laughs> beware of that. Try not to be. <laughs> Uh, keep 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 these things in context. Good point, Douglas. And we're here only to entertain. That's yep. That's yeah. the point. Yep. Yeah. So, so this week um, we'll do some I don't know headlines that we found. Yes. In um, so you Euskaleria were... and in other parts of the world. Yeah, because we were saying, shall we just call it crimes in Euskaleria this time? Ah, uh, yeah. And I, and I wanted to know the difference between or what Euskaleria actually means. Yeah. So you, you generally translate it as the Basque country. Uh-huh. But then, of course, you know, that would leave out crimes in the Basque lands. Mm-hmm. So like places like uh, Idaho or Mexico, Argentina, where there's lots of descendants of Basque people, which we will cover. Mm-hmm. And today is a good example of that, right? I've got a couple of crimes from... Latin America, from uh-huh. people who descend from Basque people. Yeah. And then you've got a few stories that happened here in the Basque country. Mm-hmm. So then in the Basque, in Basque or here, there's there's a few ways to divide the Basque country. Okay. You know, the empires, they like to divide. Peoples. Of course. Yes. Other. you got to identify the other. Yeah, so they <laughs> othered the Basques a lot. So... <laughs> So there's two autonomous communities within the Spanish state today that mm-hmm. could be considered the Basque country. And we would, uh, you know, in Basque, we would say Euskaleria, so which was the one you wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And Euskaleria is referring to the lands where Basque is spoken, which is technically the Basque country because here it overlaps, right? Mm. It just gets more complicated when we go think about descendants of Basque people, which is something we also want to cover. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, there's, so Euskaleria would be including anywhere, including the northern Basque country, which is a tiny little bit in France that Mm -hmm. speaks uh, Basque as well. Yeah. Which we will also cover. Yeah. Not today. We don't have any crimes. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. They're supposedly (laughs) behaving. (laughs) No, we just haven't looked. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We, there's just so much going on here. There's that, always there's, crimes. Yeah. Anywhere, really. Just getting started. Just getting started. Eventually, yes. Mm. And? So, and then, but then the autonomous communities are Navarre mm-hmm. and Euskadi. Yeah. So, Navarre, Navarra, and Castilian. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Euskadi or the autonomous community of the Basque country. Which has got the three provinces where we live. Mm-hmm. We live in Biscaya. There's yep. Alava, and then there's Guipuscoa. Mm-hmm. Capital of everybody is the smallest city, no? Vitoria. Vitoria. <laughs> and then I don't know San if it's the smallest. Sebastian. I think it's bigger than Donosti, no? Maybe. Oh, that's true. Things, I think it is. Things move. I don't think it was when I moved here, but that's a long time ago now. Seventeen years. It's got a big extension, Vitoria. Yeah, it's nice and flat. And it's where, of course. The parliament is and the, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well that's what you were saying yeah yeah so that that that's covers the right the differences between yeah i think so mm-hmm. i think that's a pretty good explanation thank you douglas it makes educating mm-hmm. myself and we're, our listeners we're going to continue you know exploring aspects of that because sometimes it's yeah. confusing every time we'll have a new and i situation am like here that. to learn mm-hmm. be cool <laughs> 
So you were going to start today off? Yeah, sure. I'll start with one of my... Oh, wait, should we talk oh, about our drink? Else oh, yes. So, so do it. Yes. So you're having an Albarino. Yeah, which is not Basque. It's not Basque. You're you're diversifying in the peninsula. Yeah. It's northern. It's north. It's in the north. Well, Galicia is, is just north of Portugal, so they've mm-hmm. got a lot in common. Yeah. Including Galician, the language related to Portuguese. This one is called Vinhabade. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Good, good. I'm having a beer, so we'll talk about that in a second. And it's uh, Rias Baixas is the denominacion, the origen, so the DOC. I think we would call it in the OC. Well, I in English I've mostly heard DOC, which is from French, denomination d'origine contrôlée. Oh, the controlled region. <laughs> yeah, it's it just means like it's got a label where yeah, it comes like from. Yeah, like this is where the wine comes from, and they have, you mm. know, become certified as because the EU distributors. Yeah, the EU does that in that region. Yeah, exactly for everything mm. mm-hmm. for sausages. It's DOC. Yeah. So that's the south of the ba- of of Galicia. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're liking it, then? I do. I love me some Abarino. Pontevedra, this one here, the city. If you want to look that Pontevedra. Mm-hmm. I feel like I went there this summer. Did you? I drove oh, through it. That sounds fun. And then my beer is La Salve. I'm not. A big fan of the owners of the company, but oh. so many companies. Maybe don't are... talk shit about anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a large Spanish company that bought them. But oh, okay. It... Yes, that's true. They did get bought out by a large. So the San Miguel. Yeah. Is the, the which then boy. makes everything go to shit. I don't mind talking shit about San Miguel, exactly. although I do drink it exactly if it's available. <laughs> well, I, I I drink the ones they make an effort on. Their standard label is... Or if that's the Kanya that you order. For somebody's house and that's on the table. That's sure. The table. Absolutely. You wouldn't you wouldn't turn it down if somebody offered it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sorry for my phone here. <laughs> <laughs> it's now in silence. Silence your phones, everyone. Yeah, I always have it. Maybe it's because it's on anyway. So <laughs> La Salve is the name of this beer. And it's got a cute story. It was opened by a company that wanted to bring it back because it's it's uh, one of those situations where it it was a traditional beer and then it was closed down years ago in the Basque country or Bilbao or? yeah yeah Bilbao it okay. was for Bilbao and then they made a point of opening the brewery within the municipal borders of Bilbao again okay and the name La Salve is very sweet because it refers back to um is it San Antonio? No, it's not San Antonio. What's the name of the church in Naranal? Oh, San Nicolas. Thank you. Ten points. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so San Nicolas is the patron saint of the fishermen. Oh, okay. Amongst other things, of course. You know, saints, they like lots of jobs. Yes. So La Salve literally means you're safe. Mm. Right? You're, you're, you're safe at home. You're home. So when you turn the corner of the river, there's a long stretch just before Arenal, or, you know, just so you don't see it. And then you turn around right in front of Guggenheim, mm-hmm. the long stretch finishes. When you mm. turn there, uh, you see the church for the first time. So then you're safe. You're kind of home. 
And that's just where the bridge La Salva is, which is what that bridge refers to as well. Of course. And that's why that bridge oh, is called La Salva. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at that. So you're safe, you're home. I learned something, Douglas. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And it's related to Guggenheim, which is the most famous thing we have here. In Exacto. <laughs> well, that's La Salva. It's, it's a very, I, I like the beer. It's like on the positive sides for mm -hmm. sure. I keep it at home. But let's say I just don't want to encourage them. I prefer to, prefer to buy either locally or something that tastes a little bit more fun. Yeah. It's a very kind of barely, barely tastes uh, of, 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 what's lupulo again? Hops. Thank you. Exactly. It's, <laughs> a, it's I like hoppier, so it's like hoppy-ish, but not too hoppy. I yeah. wish it was a little bit more, let's yeah. say. I feel like it was at one time when it came back, when it made its comeback, it would taste yeah. differently than it does yeah. now. Yeah. When it was a, a homemade company, a small microbrewery, yeah. they took some time to perfect the recipe. Yeah, and it wasn't very good in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I remember there were some hiccups. And yeah. then suddenly we were, we're like, like, okay, well, it's a beer from Bilbao. I'll drink it. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly it got way too professional and we're like, oh, somebody bought you. Yeah, they got bought out by the big corporation. <laughs> but good for them. Good for them. They're probably sitting on some sweet cash they are because everybody <laughs> still thinks of it as a as a bilbao beer. As a bilbao beer yeah some sort of local brew yeah yeah it's not quite that yeah hey, here i am drinking it and so. yet and yet here cheers we are. baby cheers <laughs> <laughs> to being safe to being safe <laughs> once we round that corner mm. by the guggenheim i mean if you're a sailor <laughs> yeah yeah i am not a sailor I mean, why not? Why not? Why I mean, not? It actually, the many times the the bus that brings you in from the airport brings you over that bridge. Yes, you come. Oh, yes, that's exactly so true. We're You're home. safe at home. Yeah. yeah. Douglas, full circle. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like we wrote a script. It's for the as podcast. if we planned this out. And we, we don't. didn't though. No, <laughs> we swear. <laughs> we write the stories, but not the intro. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's awesome. Oh. That's a really interesting connection that I never thought of. Mm. Okay, well, home. should we get started then? Um, I have like five stories I could tell you today. These are all from uh, our local news source. Oh no, silence your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> That's the alarm to give any medicine. Uh, yeah, to I have to set it every day just so I remember. Did you going to tell Bobby about it? No, no, he's fine. He's he's got it. I just said it because if I don't, I won't remember. Like I won't do it on time. For avid listeners, Nanny is the cat and Bobby is the husband. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they both mean baby. <laughs> Life with love is nicer. Exacto. Mm -hmm. I have two stories, uh -huh. which are more Latin American. Yeah, um, that's cool. Just, just short stories. Yeah, we've got to branch out. Mm. Okay, so while this first one is similar to one of our um, episodes we did about mm -hmm. cops gone bad. Mm. So this is another case of a um, of a cop that was busted for drug trafficking. Okay. So it says, let's see, when was when did this happen? This happened on well, at least it was published. 
on the mm-hmm. 29th of September, 2022. Okay. Fresh. Fresh off the press. The time of recording. So the Archangel has arrested one of their own agents, their police officers, mm-hmm. um, as he was headed into work that day. He was headed to the Erzain Echea, mm. which we have translated to say police station. Exactly. Commissaria yeah. Castellan. Yeah. Police station. Commissary, right? Police commissary. Yeah. And, and Erzain Echea, it's, it's kind of cute. Uh, it's just the house of Erzainzas. It's the house of the gaps. <laughs> and Erzainza comes from, uh, well, the root, which is to take care of. So they're, they're carers of the people. Oh. So I, I thought that was cute. Well, serve and protect. That's yeah. a common police slogan, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this guy, so he was arrested, mm-hmm. but it appears as though they had been following. I'm going to give you a brief synopsis. I'm not going to mm-hmm. read because it's in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently he'd been under investigation by the internal affairs of the Artenta. These internal because affairs get they, things done. Yes. Mm. Yeah. They've got to investigate their own sometimes. Um, and they suspected him as a, as being a drug trafficker. So they arrest mm. him. And then um, when they went to his home to search it, they found 54 kilos of cocaine. Cocaine, 54 kilos. 54 I mean, wow. kilos. You say marijuana and you kind of go, okay. But, oh, well, come on. <laughs> but 54 kilos of, of cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. That's yeah. not a, a minor. It feels like more than the last guy we were talking about. No, that was 95 kilos. Okay, that's of speed. pretty close. That's pretty close. No? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big haul for sure. And you want did he steal it from another drug dealer? You wonder. Yeah. Like the other guy? Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, if we don't release it, this is this can be edited out. Well, you know, yeah, it will, it'll happen at some point. You'll listen to it. Yeah. It might be next. <laughs> true, true. It's a good story. It's a good story. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's it. That's the mm. story I found this week. We didn't talk about this uh, last time when we talked about the drugs and, and the police, but there's a bit of history with the Basque Country with that. Should I go into that a little bit? Yeah. Because, um, well, please do. After dictatorship, there was, of course, a big opening in society. And you'll know that there, lots of drugs flowed into uh, the state because it was finally opening towards the world, right? It was before the, during the dictatorship. It was Oh, yes, of course. There was no imports. Very hard to import. Yeah, it was yeah. like many dictatorships in the 70s, 80s. They thought that self-sufficiency was important. They mm-hmm. wanted to produce all their Badge food. of honor as well. Yeah, they weren't completely isolated, but, you know, they were pretty cut off. Yeah. So there was a big influx of many things. And a lot of people uh, have, it's definitely something that happened throughout history. But, of course, it's hush-hush, which is afterwards the, the government purposefully let more drugs into Catalonia and the Basque Country mm. to quiet down nationalist mm. sentiment. So they were like, just let them have fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the police, uh, in this case, n- probably national police, they were just turning a blind eye to a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And society here noticed it, you know? They were like, oh. Yeah. It sounds like the crack epidemic, too, in the States. 
Mm. Parecido. No, I mean, similar, like you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if... You want to get rid of a certain... I mean... I mean, that's a conspiracy, which, you know... We're looking at historical facts in this case. Mm -hmm. Like, today, that's not policy, of course. And they're in the EU and they follow drug policy, you know, which is equivalent to other EU countries. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the opium... A pandemic or epidemic in the United States, like mm. it's still going on. I don't know if we know who's, I mean, because China's involved. I think there's a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. Like for me, looking historically, China's gotten a good back one on the United States after the opium wars. <laughs> well, that was England, but still English speaking people, right? They're all fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> We might want to edit this part out. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, sorry. Policy. I interrupted by saying that the crack epidemic in the states sound it sounded familiar. That they didn't mind. They looked a blind eye to an epidemic that was basically killing off a, a group of society that mm-hmm. that was undesirable, shall we say, for those in power. Yeah, yeah, and and then. I can't not think that in America it's got a lot to do with money, right? Oh. Information and absolutely, they were prescription. Yes, it and, was yeah. impoverished inner city. Yeah, I mean, is that right to say inner city? Yeah, like urban populations. But also lots of rural, right? There's a lot of the opioid. opioid yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, but it's... but also in those places, it's where a lot of those industries were dying, like steel and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where there's a lot of jobs before, and then suddenly they didn't have any jobs. Or yeah, coal so or you know whatever. It's just that I don't think the United States consciously would have thought, oh, let's give them drugs for them not to rebel. You know, whereas here, that's what they were doing. I would not put it past the United States. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. But no, like, I've, I've read enough and heard enough to know. I don't put anything past them. I agree, but that's. <laughs> pretty deep state kind of we'd have to be creative here you know yeah anyway anyway yeah don't at me (laughs) (laughs) so you know that was that was that was a thing in the Basque country and and um a lot of people passed away because of that and Mm -hmm. and and as you said um actually opioid uh, epidemic was a big problem in in the eighties here in the Basque country. Mm-hmm. And a lot I know. Of Ramon told me about the away. heroin. Yeah, it's it's about people who would be. I'm 80s. I'm yeah I'm forty two. And when a lot of the um, the steel industry here went to shit. Exactly. So I'm forty two at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's people's in their fi- people in their fifties here that you know. It's a really, really difficult situation because there literally are few people in their 50s in the Basque country because of the opioid epidemic. There's like a whole generation that was pretty decimated by it because they really had never had drugs and they didn't differentiate many times in the beginning between ecstasy, cocaine and heroin. Mm-hmm. And realize how addictive and how you know consuming those those drugs can be. Yeah, and and that at that point it was opium, not opioid. <laughs> it was the proper thing. Yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, so you know the Basque country has a long and hard, difficult 
story of drugs and, and how do you policemen. want to bring that back to this cop and policemen you know because well i'm just saying it's uh authority and drugs mm. have mixed a long time yeah and it's a basket and issue. there's a temptation with the you know the money you can make of course of course of course that guy was taking care of himself more than the people now 54 kilos <laughs> he's taking care of himself and if it was maria Everybody he might have been else. taking care of <laughs> See, we brought it in back. In the vicinity. <laughs> we brought it back. We brought it back. Okay. So, uh, would you like to tell me one of your stories? Yes. My turn. So, um, this is the one I looked up. Okay. Um, is it recent? It is. It is second of September. Okay, I think that's that's pretty 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 recent. In the year twenty twenty two. Okay, we're in the year September. Yeah, it's very recent. At the time of recording. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So my story comes from Colombia. Mm, exciting. And you'll see that actually. Well, yeah. There's there's a couple of best names, so it'd be interesting. Hmm. So they killed a driver of the director of uh, Noticias Uno, which is a news um, source in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And um, her name is Cecilia Orozco. And oh. in- initially, that's how I came up upon the story. Uh-huh. Because Orozco, of course, is a town in, uh, in here, in the Basque Country. Mm-hmm. And that's where the surname comes from, right? It's just one of those locality surnames. Yeah. So this happened in a bar in the south of Bogota. And um, they tried to drug him and uh, kill him. Unfortunately, he had... So at the bar, they... Well, sorry, they drug him and rub him. And then, unfortunately, they gave him an overdose. Did they know he was the driver? I just it, I don't I don't know if that's entirely clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because well, uh, uh, the name of the driver was Miguel Angel Pedromo Corredo, which is oh, so Orozco was the criminal. No, she's just the woman whom he was the driver oh, for. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. It, there's lots of names in the story. It was very confusing. That's why I had to we we had to take a mini pause there <laughs> for me to read up <laughs> and sort out the story. Okay, okay. And, so Orozco is the person that's like a newscaster or mm-hmm. somebody that or the editor. Would you say her, her job was director. director? Director, man or woman? No, I think she's a woman. Cecilia, director of the newspaper. Yep, exactly. Um, it was her driver. That was her attacked. driver, uh, Miguel Angel Perdomo Corredo. That's it. And then the owner of the bar mm. is Mauricio Zabala. Oh. <clears throat> which is uh, he, he's who went to jail <laughs> so far. So far, <laughs> the they've bar already... owner was the one that went to jail. Yeah, and they're still looking for the two people. So they arrested the bar owner because... for this guy's robbery and murder? Mm. Is it murder? Yeah, because in the end, he had an overdose. So it was just a so Sabala we didn't mention is a very Basque surname and that, yes it's uh, it's in my neighborhood yeah actually it's the name of my neighborhood yeah 
And it's actually, it just means white. So it might have been a wide field in the day. Or gave... a wide thoroughfare, maybe before they built the, yeah, like where the motorway comes in the exit. Well, no, but it comes from a surname, though. It doesn't come from the place first. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. I mean, it's it's a surname related to the place where... where but to name the area, Sabala, you know. That's because it comes from... Actually, it's funny because this guy is called Mauricio Sabala. Mm-hmm. And the actual famous person after which this neighborhood is called, and the street, the main street in it, is Bruno Mauricio Sabala, which is the full name of the street, who is the founder of um, Asuncion. No, Asuncion is Paraguay. It's... Uh, the capital of Uruguay, which is Casa <laughs> <laughs> Palabra. <laughs> I have no idea. Is it Asuncion Ciudad Este? Hey, well, what's the capital of Uruguay? Montevideo is the capital. Yeah, oh my gosh, it sounds so Italian. Okay, well, um, we'll have to re-record that because we don't want people's uh, Google homes to go off, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so where were we at? Okay, when so I had anyway, to... you said... Um... Oh, so you, we were just saying that um, Bruno Mauricio Sabala was the founder of um, Montevideo, the capital of Uruguay. Mm. And so that's why he's got a street named after him. In oh, gotcha. This guy is, feels like he might be in a family because he's keeping the name tradition. Yeah, and this was in Colombia. It's Colombia. Which is, you know, next door, right? To... Uruguay? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not? Not oh, at all. Shit. It's kind of the other side <laughs> of the My geography is fatal. <laughs> Terrible. We're here to learn. I know. I mean, you know. And never end, claimed to be very good at geography. Yeah. And, and for for the keen-eared listener, um, the I've guy... Been yelling at us the whole time. The guy who died is, doesn't have a, a Basque surname or... But the guy who went to prison, the owner of the bar did, even though he wasn't the and main the dri- and He was the, the driver for somebody who also yeah. had a Basque surname. Yeah. So in a way, I just... We need... One Tenuous of, link. That's all we need. Yeah. Crimes of the Basque lines. But also to highlight how many people have Best surnames and, and yeah, you know, absolutely somewhere like Colombia. Well, that's the mm. whole point. Lots yeah. of Bascos, poor El Mundo. Exactly. I keep speaking in Spanish. I mean, it's okay. It's normal. It's the language we use mostly in town. Mm. Hmm. Although it's the town with most best speakers in the best country, just because of size. Yeah, we're only thirty percent though. <gasps> cry, cry. <sighs> Back okay, to yours. I'm not a Basque speaker, so. I'm yet. part of the 70%. Your husband started studying. Exciting. I know, he did. He did. <laughs> well, continues now because he studied it at school, right? Yeah. He's mm. freshening up. Mm. Exciting. And, and getting better at I guess. I'll be excited to use it with him a bit. Yeah. He'll, he'll be weirded out. And he'll, No, he'll love it. I'm sure he'll love the practice. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> okay. Um, should I do another one? This one's a little, it's more lighthearted. Let's Should we go, go lighthearted? It. Sounds fun. So this one is just, um, this was in the ETB, you know, news. Mm-hmm. ETB is the, ETB, yeah. the Basque uh, broadcaster, ETB, yes. TV Sorry. broadcaster. Yep. Yeah. TV, newspaper. Televista. Bueno, newspaper, no. Anyway, um, 
this was about a paraglider. Mm -hmm. So earlier, Google uh, what Douglas and I had to look up what a paraglider was. Yeah. It was a because if it was, we weren't sure if it was that fixed wing thing or if it's the one parachute. that looks like a parachute that's yeah. long. But it's the parachute. So that's the picture long. that came up that Google gave us was the parachute one. So paraglider. Mm -hmm. So this guy, um, you know, he's out paragliding mm -hmm. and he had an accident. Oh, poor guy. Did he, was he okay? In the mountains. Mm -hmm. uh, he was 39. Okay. Um, no, all it's the only thing that has to do with the police is that he, let's see, where was he? This was um, on Sunday. This was released on the 4th of September. So early September. So mm -hmm. the Sunday previous. So they, uh, he's out paragliding and he, it just says he had an accident in the mountain of Ithar Ice. Ithar Ice? yes. Ithar Ice. Yes. Ithar Ice. I'm going to get better at this. I'm not sure. I'd in must... the municipal of the Gipuzkoa, mm -hmm. um, well, in Gipuzkoa, the municipal of Ascoitia. Ascoitia, yes. Ascoitia. Yeah, anyway, so he crashes or something, gets hurt somehow. And uh, the police helicopter had to go rescue him, oh. pick him up and take him to the hospital That's... in Sumarga. <laughs> I'm going to butcher all of these names. Sumaraga. Sumaraga, yes. Sumaraga, okay. Sumaraga. Sumaraga, okay. Oh, yeah, because the Kipuskis, Kipuchis, mm -hmm. they say... Su they have like an yes. more of an S C sound when yes. they say the Z. Yes, there's three fricative sounds in Basque. There's the S, there's the X, and there's the Z. And they are or Z in American English. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so there that would be a normal like yeah, they're all slightly yeah, different kinds of S is the X is the and so there's a s there's a sh and there's a s so yep. it depends, obviously, which dialect um, you use. If you pronounce them one way, a little bit stronger, a little bit less. Here in Bilbao, we we kind of conflate them all to a little bit of an X. It's not even that important if you mix S's and X's. It's hmm. it's and but then they they do separate it the three in Kipuzkoa. Hmm. But I'm terrible at the R, so. <laughs> Oh, the double R, the roll. The double R, R. I can't do in yeah. any language since that. I had to practice. You I got it still, way better than me. I really have to focus, though, when I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he was taken to a hospital in Sumaraga. No, Sumaraga. Sumaraga. Mm -hmm. Ugh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's it. That's it. We got rescued by the police helicopter. And I heard mm -hmm. from, I don't know, somebody that if you... Are rescued by you know if they have to go out and find you and rescue you like if you get lost in the mountains or you get hurt or something and they have to come get you by mm -hmm. helicopter or however mm -hmm. you gotta pay oh really yeah I it's imagine. not free no that wouldn't be cheap i mean so and especially a helicopter that'd be pretty expensive yeah it's more than an ambulance which I they hope. don't charge you for here oh that's good to know Unless, I don't think so. I mean, it's part of the health care system, right? There's, I just know that in the States, if an ambulance ride can be upwards of $1,000. Yeah. It's scary. Just for the ride? 
like the two minute ride or the however long it took. Yeah, it's uh, not a good system, let's no. say. <laughs> let's say. But anyway, uh, yeah, but if you have to use resources like helicopters, mm. it was kind of your own fault. I guess they charge you. Like fires, too. If there's a fire at your house, yeah. the fire, you know, the fire department comes, you have to pay. That's, that's, that sounds terrible. So Same anyway, right. back to the story. The, the helicopter is probably going to charge this poor guy that got hurt. While he was out paragliding. Yeah. It gets less sympathy for me for being paragliding. You know, I mean, was... it is a risky sport. Yeah. So, you know, he, he had a bit of risk, but but at the same time, poor guy. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Back to my story. Yeah. Hello, everybody. We're back with my story. It was a bit, it was a mini break. We didn't announce any breaks, right? That's true. We're but back we on a break. We have these breaks. So this uh, happened today in Cuba. Hmm. Um, there are two uh, young guys arrested, Jose Alberto Fernandez Canizares and Frank Artola. And the concern name here is Artola, which okay. is the Basque one, clearly. Uh-huh. Their parents are very worried because... It was quite a violent arrest. I think part of the arrest was seen in video. And one of the parents is is a well-known actor. Oh. And they have been protesting the lack of electricity and against the government. So Cuba. Right, because they were just hit by a hurricane. Mm. So it's... it's Hurricane Ian. Exactly. It was a big one, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Sounded terrible. A big, big one. Yeah, Florida is pretty our, devastated. Our our hearts go out to Florida. Floridians recover soon. Yeah. Well, um, one of them was pretty beaten up, uh, Jose Alberto, and uh, Frank Artola's mom has not heard of him. He's eighteen. Hasn't heard from him. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. And, and he's in custody. They're in custody, and. Uh, at least Jose Alberto's mom said she, she can see him on Friday. So, and a lot of doctors have seen him. And so, you know, uh, again, well, Artola, we're going to talk about the surname, mm-hmm. is, it's interesting. I think, I thought it was related to Artoa, which is corn. But of course, beforehand, they denominated um, millet was what we call it's the same thing in English. The word corn came from what we used to call millet. And then we use corn now to call this thing that we discovered in America maize, right? Right. Anyway, it's not that. It, um, it's actually a place made probably of arza, which is um, oak. So a, a building made out of oak or, um, or a, a place for taking care of of sheep, which is arts. So okay. it could be like a sheep pen or a little house made of oak. Could be either of those etymologies. Okay. So sheep's a big, big thing in the Basque country. Yeah. Oak, very important thing in the Basque country. Mm-hmm. The Guernica tree was an oak tree. Mm-hmm. 
and and I don't know. Is this the time it's to talk? Probably about? why they liked Boise so much, the Basques, because uh, lots of oak. Lots of oak. Oh, that sounds nice. Tearing up sidewalks all over town. Because <laughs> because every time you know, like a acorn drops, mm-hmm. it just plants itself, and so you've got all these little mini oaks growing up in your yard. And you got to pull oh. them up because otherwise it'll just become a huge tree that'll wreak havoc on your plumbing and sidewalks. <laughs> they do. That's what I know about, yeah, the oak trees. But they are really lovely. Mm. Beautiful in the fall. Well, the oak, the oak, well, the oak tree is really important in the Basque country, Mm -hmm. um, as I was saying. So, but the Guernica, we all know from the painting of Picasso, right? Mm -hmm. Where there was a bombing in World War II. World War II. I mean, not really World War II because uh, it was a civil war. Well, it was kind of during Hitler's... But Hitler helped Franco out. Yeah. So that's By why... By bombing Guernica. By bombing Guernica. <laughs> why did he bomb Guernica, you say? Well, there's an, uh, one of the oldest parliaments in the world is the Basque Parliament, and it was a form of representative democracy where people would meet underneath the oak tree mm-hmm. in each village, send them to the main oak tree, which is in Guernica. And underneath the oak tree, they decided the matters for the, the year. The fueros, or... no? The laws? Or... Exactly. Yeah. The fueros, the the right, the Bill of Rights of, of the Basque country mm-hmm. during the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. So that the, the tree actually, I think we're, I, I'm going to get this wrong, but we're something like the sixth or the tenth tree in. So they're all descendants of this ancient, ancient tree. We don't really know how old it was. So they, of course, bombed that tree, mm. and which was a big blow so to Basque people. Mm. Yeah. So they're, uh, yep. Spit in the face. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's war. Some some things are more brutal than others. But yeah, that was a very sad episode. Well, symbolic, right? Exactly. And it's cultural. It's very. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I hope these two young guys um, are safe. And um, yeah. And let's hope they get... What, what were they arrested for? Does it say? For protesting. Oh, no. Protesting pacifically. You know, and peace... Peacefully. Peacefully, sorry. <laughs> but uh, for over what? What were they protesting? The line is against the lack of electricity and oh. against the government. Oh, so is it a lack of electricity? When was the date? It's today, today. right? Yeah. Oh. So it must be the from the hurricane, because that... I would assume unless so. there's just like ongoing, you know, blackouts or something to conserve energy in I, Cuba right now. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know because I don't know. I haven't read up on my. Let's say news from it's it's pretty clear there have had problems Cuba. with the Ian hurricane coming through. Right. No. Yeah. It did devastate like part of the mm. island. And whether it's simply they disagree with the government's priorities, that's a fair enough reason to protest, right? I mean, they were peaceful. Mm. And they were beaten up. Well, that's awful. And that's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that is true. Right. Actually, should I talk mm. about my protest story? I do. Okay, so um, even though, you know, this is a peaceful protest, mm-hmm. this protest has been, um, has been, uh, this type of protest has been recently outlawed. Oh, I'll say. Okay, okay. so this is um, 
I forgot to say that the crime was in, in Havana, La Havana, oh. Cuba, just to specify. Mm. I didn't want to be nonchalant about it. I Although the one in Colombia, I didn't. Oh, it was Bogota. Yeah, we did. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this was uh, October 4th. Okay. Okay. So apparently it says here um, a few months ago, mm-hmm. there's been a new law um, put into place that mm-hmm. prohibits, expressly prohibits protests at abortion clinics okay. or, or clinics where they perform abortions. Right. So that would be in the whole of the Spanish state then? I'm not sure. Maybe. I think we don't have those kind of laws. This happened in Vitoria, Gasteiz. Okay. So this, where this news came out of was Vitoria, Gasteiz. And so I don't know if it's a Basque law or if it's a a Spanish law. I did Mm -hmm. not look into it further. And I could have. I did not, though. No, it's all good. Um, So, yeah. So anyway, they've you know, explicitly said these types of protests are illegal because they are a type, they are a form of um, harassment against the women that go to um, receive these types of procedures. And it's harassment to people who work at these clinics and the professionals that that perform these types of um, medical interventions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they had to kind of show up because these people were anti-abortion protesters in Vitoria. They okay. held a, a protest in front of a clinic and they the cops had to get along. involved. And that is all the news I have on it. But it's a very topical um, oh, yeah. um, thing right now, right? We, in, mm-hmm. in the English speaking world, I think we're all aware. Yeah, in the US with the mm-hmm. overturning of Roe versus Wade. Yeah, it's a sensitive topic. And I think from our point of view in Europe, it's I think this story is is a good thing, right? We 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 agree with with that. That is a fact of harassment. It is a harassment. To mm. Yell at people who are, or even just like talk to them at all when they're going into the doctor. Yeah. For whatever. Yeah. You don't know why people are at the doctor, you know. Mm. And even if you did know, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> you know. I agree. I so. Agree. So, where, so where... I agree that that's, uh, I think it's a good law to prohibit that type of um, harassment to people that work at anywhere. You should never be harassed at work. You should never be harassed for going about your medical business. Yeah, for sure. I agree entirely. So we're on the right path there. There you go. So that was my protest story that's, to uh, go along with your protest story. Yeah. And then and one good outcome, one bad outcome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just said they had to intervene, like probably had to go up to them and say, how do you think the cops dealt with it? Let's speculate. <laughs> what do you think they did to, to these protesters who were breaking the law officially by protesting in front of a clinic? They're quite imposing, the police here. I think all of them, right? They all carry guns. You think they came in with shields and batons blazing? <laughs> yeah. right. They look like, what, like 20 or 30 people in a photo we can see in the, in the news yeah, article? Yeah, it? was my article. I don't think they need the, what do you call the shields? No, I don't think they did that. Yeah, it's a group of people. I don't yeah. know. I think, uh, we, it's, actually, this is a, a relevant piece of information we'll probably cover a few times, but the Basque Country, because we have the autonomous police 
uh, Ersensia, and we have the two uh, national Spanish police, and we have the municipal police. And because up until last decade we still had um, an armed revolt, you know that was the excuse. We actually have the highest number of police per capita in all of the developed countries. So we have tons what? of police. We have tons of police in the Basque Country. We have the highest number of police per, per capita. capita in the whole of in the, the developed, world. developed country. I'm sure if we count some crazy states. <laughs> because then it gets crazy. <laughs> the, you know, the, 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 the reason we define it, it, it the, the definition is in the OECD, which is the OECD is a group of developed countries. The, the reason generally those statistics talk about that is because it's the countries with the most reliable numbers. And a lot of those states, okay. let's let's say Iran, uh, which is having big protests right now, mm-hmm. you know, sure, they've got a number that they'll count for police and for the army, but then there's like the morality police. And then there's, you know, yeah. groups of so-and-so. So yeah. it gets harder to count. Whereas here, they're actual police. <laughs> okay. I Counted. can't believe that. Wow. So you know this, they, you know, they drive around in like groups of six, eight, ten. Oh yeah, you see them, you see them congregating all the time. Exactly. And you think, is there something going on? What's happening? Yeah. It's not, nothing happening. They're so just... I'm sure a couple <laughs> of vans, probably three vans drove up. They got out in their very intimidating attire. And... Uh... Do you think they were intimidating to this group? I, I grew I up... doubt they were... Look at it. It's mostly men, too. Look at that. Ah, oh, that is so sad. There's one, two, three, four, five women that I can see in the photo. Exactly. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I can see ten men. Ten men who want vasectomy right now. Well, that's what they should do. <laughs> That's the logical step they should take. Right. Save all those lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> From your children. <laughs> uh, okay. That's the that's my protest story. And um, you don't have any more, right? No. From around the world. So no. I'll give one more. This one. Are we having a little, a little break? Yeah. A break time? Okay. Okie dokie. Okay, so here's my last story. Um, nice. This was the arrest mm-hmm. of a unjoven, a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, young guy, unjoven. Yes, a young guy, 22 years old. Mm. So he committed two crimes in this story. And this was in uh, Lemoa. Mm. Okay, so... That's um, this guy, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's... Um, I'll check. Lemoa. Let's look. Where is that? It's here. It's near Bilbao. Yeah, right? Mesuena. Like it, it rings a bell. Yeah, I think it's like near. Let's take a guess. Let's say it's near Erandio. Some. Yeah. You're thinking Erandio? Yeah. That's very close. Um, sorry, I'm talking away from Bar. It's after Basauri, Galdaco, then Lemoa. Oh, okay. So, no, I was totally wrong. <laughs> 
Were you? Oh, well, you were. Yeah, you were... I was. No, I was going the other direction toward you were going Sopolana. for this valley. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I was on the train line or the metro. Lemoa. Not to be completely honest. Okay, well, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Lemoa. And so it's on the way to. Eibar and then Eibar. Yeah, okay. on the main. Out of town. Okay, to Gipuzkoa. Okay, mm. anyway. So this was in Lemoa, and this is a kid, 22 year old kid, guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's a kid, 22. What a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. Um, be bad. Be <laughs> so bad. the first so, yeah. crime that I think is the funniest mm-hmm. is that he went to this discoteca, discotheque club club mm-hmm. uh, in Lemoa and it is in Biscaya it says yes um he went there paid for his entrance you know like paid the cover yep. charge with a counterfeit bill oh my gosh I know alarm bells <laughs> I feel this should be a mini crime now <laughs> I wonder yeah and I, and I wonder like what came first which crime he committed first okay. to get him arrested that night well what's the second crime? because i don't think the alarm bells went off well maybe they did maybe they went off when they realized he had a fake bill but what, what's the second crime the second crime is that it came into the club with a shit ton of drugs including uh heroin ketamine uh-huh. hash uh-huh. marijuana ecstasy oh. and methamphetamines Sounds like I and know all this guy. of them were all prepared and ready for sale. <laughs> I think that was the first. And crime, he right? had like four hundred twenty-five euros. Oh, nice! On his person that were false, fake, oh, fake, oh, counterfeit. Nice. Okay, so he had four hundred twenty-five euros in counterfeit bills on his person. So, yeah, so they arrested him for that. So for both drug trafficking and then for counterfeit money, using counterfeit money wow. or even holding or having possession of counterfeit money yeah that's pretty bad <laughs> so i wonder like what what got him arrested in the first place like was it the the bill mm. like because you know a lot of the places now you put the bill through that machine yeah but the thing is that the door yeah the door yeah because exactly. i have a maybe they have a machine maybe this is a huge club who knows it's true some door some... maybe they're very fancy some door i mean maybe it's a club that we would never go to <laughs> That's also true. Fancy. Where the entrance is like, or the cover is like, like how much will you pay to go into a club? Julie, you're forgetting. Did you not just see on the map the size of Limoa? It's a tiny village. <laughs> but maybe people go there, you know, with the specific intent to go to this club. That's like some sort of thing out of Ibiza or something. I don't know. They have some sort of, I don't know. Limoa, Julie. Listen, we I live here. Speculating at this we would point. have heard of this club by Would now. we, though? Because we don't really go to clubs. So I'm not sure if we would. <laughs> okay, it's true. I mean, we're not like. <laughs> like, we're not on the club scene. No. We're not aware of all the clubs. No. I mean, in the, the area. In the I'm only here about clubs through like younger students who are going to go out. Right. And I have to, I have to know all my clubs, but in a circular area of one kilometer away from me. That's, that's the all. only clubs yeah. you need. To Nobody's going to walk further than that. So you have no idea. This Lemoa no. club could be off the hook. Absolutely. And like, you know, bringing in DJs from around the world. Who knows? But since it's not a gay bar. I doubt it though. I really doubt that last part. Don't concern me. 
Your problem. Not even gay friendly. I mean, to be honest, how actually I, do you feel about that no, terminology, not, gay friendly? I mean, I'm 42, so I'm very aware that I'm of a certain age. Mm. So in my day, days, that's lovely. I, I'm, I'm, I don't find anything offensive with that term. Okay. And uh, I wanted to highlight that most Basque bars and clubs are very gay friendly. Yeah. It would be rare to to actually. Yeah. To find, uh, yeah, you you'd probably have to know the bar. Like, there's certain parts of society that are more conservative, like North African Naturally. immigrants or South American immigrants, and there are many bars that cater to those publics. You know, I'm sure there's not a lot of crossover. <laughs> <laughs> no. But when we're thinking more Basque, you know, uh, locals, uh, I, it's hard to think of clubs that would have problems or even bars right that would have problems with gay people yeah for sure everybody's pretty accepting yeah and if it's a big club it's gonna be gay friendly because <clears throat> yeah the thing is here though and i keep i keep you know I... I actually i have no idea how big this club is it doesn't even give the name you're I just, would look into it right now you're if I going could. with the word club and and this is what I'm i mean gonna... it's a discotheca okay so you have to assume it's kind of, you know, nightlife. I think we should we should Google this. Yeah. <laughs> Clubs this... in Lemoa. <laughs> oh, does it not give the name? No, there's oh. no name of the club. I mean, what? There will be like three. Okay. It just says a this discoteca is... in Lemoa. Yeah. Discoteca is discoteca. Discoteca is discoteca. But, but that's kind of like <clears> assuming <throat> it's DJ style space uh like what what <clears throat> bars small bars would you consider discotecas so, wait a minute i was in the middle of saying something there that didn't okay. finish which was okay i keep making no 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 i just don't want to leave the listen the 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 cute listener <laughs> i want to leave him in the in the without the ending of the thread here but i was just gonna say that i keep committing this mistake in castilian where i'll say you know i work i'm in the front of the bar i work at and it's a late night mm -hmm. bar i mean i would call it a club in english okay and i keep saying club and then i forget that here in castilian club is way more like a place where you go uh for hookers that's a, a club oh god and in Castilian, they say bar de copas. So it's like a drinking bar. So a bar. But in Castilian. So to me, bar. But you know what badalaque is, and you would call. It a bar. You would call it a bar? Yes. Okay. I would not classify it as in the in Castilian mm -hmm. club. No, not Castilian. Of course not. But I'm saying in English. For me, that's a club. Like, badalaque is a club. A gay bar. Gay a gay club. bar. I'd say bar. Mm. A club to me has it's like, like a dance a floor. Bigger. Yeah. It does have a dance floor. True. Mm. Very small one. Yeah. And the, the tall tiny. But yeah, when I think club, I think big. Mm, fair in enough. English. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and I. Discoteca, discotheque, I feel like that's also kind of it's bigger. a larger establishment. Feels bigger. Right? But then I think I'm like I spent some years in the UK and they have clubs in the UK are and they small. call them discotheques, right? Also, 
clubs more of what we say discotheque sounds i've heard the word in british english it is it is they do use discotheque well i don't think very currently not like oh maybe it's maybe yeah that's i don't know like Like, it could be something that is now antiquated and nobody uses it anymore. i think it's more like a 50 year old 60 70 (laughs) well there you go that's my Uh, demographic like i know i (laughs) like i I can't imagine Millie, a friend of ours who's in her 50s. <laughs> now we're going to call out Millie. I can't imagine her saying when discotheque. If she, she might say disco. Because she wouldn't go ever. But I've heard Ali, to a another discotheque. friend of ours who's from Scotland, say discotheque. But I think he was using yes. it ironically. No, because I feel like they say these things. I've listened to a lot of crime <laughs> stories and podcasts okay. that take place in England or Australia or and all these different places, and they do use discotheque. Well, but we, perhaps we, these crimes took place in the 80s, 90s. I don't know. Maybe it's an true. antiquated term. I also don't know. true. Maybe we, they just say club now. Please comment below. <laughs> no, don't. Don't please comment. I want to know. Okay. I want to know. Write to Douglas. Language. Language. <laughs> it's just comment does love language. I love language. Yeah. And, in, and yeah, I guess so. We can settle this. We could actually just look it up too, ourselves. We can, we can, but uh, there's a there's a different cog- uh, there's a different podcast for that. Called I'm Google sure that, somebody right? is yelling right now. <laughs> if we have any listeners, there's they're yelling right now. Like a discotheque is this, and a club is this, and a bar is this. That's why I started with M42. It's like, yeah, you know, for sure. I think things change and different generations use different terms and different regions use different terms. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's right or anybody's wrong. It's just we yeah. have our own experiences. But some terms get, you know, outdated or become outdated. For sure. For sure. Like I would not personally use discotheque with a straight face. I have never used discotheque in my vernacular. I yeah. never have until... I lived in Europe because uh-huh. I thought that's a very Spanish word. I never would have thought. That's the thing, though. They yeah. would say discoteca, but. Mm, like, yeah. I would have never thought to use it in English. I would say club. Yeah. I'm, but club. I'm a clubby, clubby person. What I'm saying is like club to me means a bigger place, a big mm-hmm. place. With, Fair enough. Fair enough. Know, but again, Europe. Versus a bar. Which is a smaller space. Like Bilbao bars and clubs and discotheques. I mean, in general, they're pretty small, right? Like there's few that are big. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So like, that does skew my... I can think of one, which is Cafe Ansoki. Oh, no, there's a one down Bolueta, right? Bolueta, yeah. The Fever. There's a couple there, I think. But that's the And only... then there's... No, there's some in... Which I've heard from my younger students. Um, <laughs> like around Barcaldo? No, near like... Grandio, there's one. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sona, I want to say. No, 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 no. I don't want to even start naming. There is at least I one there. Don't know. But the thing is, I we, had one student that worked. We at, do we know how big it is? No idea, but I feel like it's an industrial. It's an industrial area, state, yeah. right? So, like, it's a big space. I feel like it's a big space. Me too. Me too. It, it should be. It should. Be. So that's how I've imagined club. I've got a friend who works bar. in the Randio uh, City Hall, and she mentions that a few times. They've had problems. <laughs> Not surprised. They've had lots There's of many crimes. Were there like counterfeit bills being thrown about? You know. Yeah. 
It was so maybe it was the counterfeit bill. Like, okay, so let's imagine this guy got busted with the counterfeit bill. Let's say he's going in, he gives them a fifty because maybe the cover is like wow twenty. Yeah, right. Like, how much would you pay to go into a club? Ten or twenty. Ten or twenty. Okay, max twenty, right? I think so. When I was in Ibiza with my friend Shannon. Mm-hmm. Hey Shannon. <laughs> hey Shannon. Um. I, we the clubs were like fifty euros to get For in, sure. and this is in twenty. This is in two thousand and four. For sure, but that's the and scene. we were both like, "Oh my god, that's like yeah, way too much money to no, pay these to go into it for a cover charge." These days, like two hundred. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, twenty would be the max that I would pay Boy India today in Bilbao. For, yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere. I mean. You paid? Did you not pay? Well, okay. You... We didn't pay. We didn't go. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just didn't go because we did not have the money, Douglas. That's my point. It's like, that was way too much. But, like, I understand that there's, like, rich kids, trust fund kids, or people that just love to party. They save mm-hmm. up their whole lives just to go to these clubs and spend 50 euros to get in, or 200 today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go to these clubs and see, I don't know, Paris Hilton, DJ, or exactly. David Guetta, or some... I don't know. Are these very, <laughs> these are probably very aged references. We're in our forties, well. honey. That's, <laughs> That's what <true>. we got. <laughs> I don't know who is playing in Ibiza these days. Clearly not. But it's probably not Paris Hilton. Anyway. No, uh, I mean, you know, I, I still know. I, I, like I was chatting with uh, the barmaid at the bar I work at. And she had gone to Ibiza for a specific um DJ that she loves, mm-hmm. and it, she's very big into electronic. Like, yes, I can see why people would go. It's like a concert, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, the thing is, it's something that you do on those islands because they are kind of like these holiday destinations. For, yes, of course. Where Northern Europeans that. go and mm-hmm. spend their cash. Yeah. So they're not really so made for the... you and I mm-hmm. would not know about exactly. this club in Lemoa. You're assuming it's a rich freaking cloud i'm not i'm i'm actually i am on the fence about how big it is i think it was if a it's gonna five... be called the discoteca i doubt it's something the size of the bar you work at i doubt it sure. i think it's probably like industrial complex type of because lemoa you know like yeah i think there's factories there mm-hmm. it's there's really nothing else aside there's a neighborhood you've got your Orozki. You've got your, mm-hmm. but then there's this on the outskirts in the industrial complex. Yeah. It, it's probably like over a hundred square meters where the place yeah. I work in is maybe 30, 50, you know, maybe 50 max ish. I don't know. Yeah. 50, 60. I don't know. So the whole point was, what do you think got him busted? What do you think got him arrested? You don't know the answer though. No, because no. it's just a little news clip. So it didn't, it just said that he was arrested. He was 22. Mm-hmm. First, his first crime was, you know, having, um, using a counterfeit bill to enter the club. Mm. And then he was busted with all this mm. drugs that were ready to sell at the club. I'm going to, I'm going to start. Um, the counterfeit, no? Yeah. Well, but how do you think they kept him there, you know, to call the cops? And... That he went, look, it's Lemoa. You're not going to have anybody standing outside the door, right? Because there's too little traffic. Okay. People are going to walk in Unless straight away. it's a away. big discotheque. 
Yeah, but you can have from a table up to a booth. So you're inside first to charge the cover charge okay. as a doorman. Mm -hmm. So it's way more probable that he had um, a little scanning money, scanning thing. Okay. And yep. you, you don't necessarily need to do that. Like, yeah. Otherwise, how did they find out he was yeah. counterfeit, right? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to. I mean, they either called him because they noticed the bill was wrong or they saw him deal drugs. Mm. So they have a chat. So maybe they didn't scan the money immediately because otherwise they wouldn't let him in. Right. Yeah. He was let in. Exactly. So they either scanned that and called, and then he would be in the club, and that's how they kept him there. They just called him because they, uh, they let him come. in, and they said, "Okay, yeah. this guy just paid with a fifty euro." Maybe they scanned the 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 notes every hour, and then after half an hour, they scanned a few. And then, oh, but how would they link that? It's true. To somebody? It's true. They have to link it to yeah. him. It's true. So they probably just left left it hush hush and kind of watched him and let him go in. Although. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise, how do you keep him there? I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him in if he had it. If, right. I, if I knew if it was, you, a, if it went through the machine and it came yeah. up counterfeit, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't let him in. Yeah. So how did they bust him with all the? That is the question. Maybe, maybe just, I should keep track of this story. He, he maybe just, I guess, if they were being super good doormen, they'd be like, "Yo, this is a counterfeit bill. We're gonna call the police on you," and maybe they just held him there. And he was like, okay. Yeah, hopefully. When, meanwhile, he had like 400 yeah. and something counterfeit bills on him. And all these drugs. Yeah, that's again. Like. That's police job. Parceled out to, to for sale, you know. It's, it's not my job that. No. Yeah, I job. don't know. No, no, but that's what I want to know. I want to know how they ended up catching him. Well, for all listeners. the drugs and the counterfeit money. You know we're going to be on it for you. <sighs> going to have to look into Wish this. Wish us luck. Wish us luck. <laughs> The, the 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 discotheque crime <laughs> <laughs> from now on to be known as the discotheque crime if you guys want updates bother us discotheque crimes discotheque crimes and you can decide for yourselves what a discotheque is <laughs> because have... we can't seem to agree we or might... nail it down to a specific type of place we'll have we'll have uh We'll have some interesting discoveries, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll never revisit this again. That's also that's also possible, right? Because it is kind of a but mini crime. It may yeah. come up again, but it may not. It so, is a kind of small. So, you know, keep listening to find out. Yeah. See you anyway, next week. we should wrap it up. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers, Bates. Douglas. Yes, it was a crime-filled evening as usual. As it should be. I hope you everybody got everybody stay safe. Watch your mental health. Yeah. Don't you don't let yourself Yeah, we need a sign off, don't we? Oh yeah, we do have a sign off. Yeah, you do it then. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we bid you Agur. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye. Crimes of the Basque Lands is written and produced by Douglas D. Carvalho, Julie Garcia, and Megan Dooley. The sound and editing for each episode by Douglas D. Carvalho, and Megan Dooley. Theme song written by Douglas D. Carvalho, Julie Garcia, and Megan Dooley. Sung by the choir with no name and produced by Tom Squires. Podcast art by Distinct Signal. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crimes of the Basque Lands. And contact us at crimesofthebasquelands at gmail.com. 
with story ideas worldwide which have a connection to the Basque Country, or any rave reviews. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, like, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, agur! agur.